Hey, Andrew, welcome. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to the Parallax View. This is January 22nd. How are you doing, mm -hmm. Andrew? Pretty good. Maybe uh, maybe I could just say that we're having Layman Pascal on uh, tomorrow night uh, at the Parallax Book Club to talk about crazy wisdom. And everybody's invited um, to that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, where you find the registration, the, the invite? You can find that on the, uh, I believe it's the upcoming, it's not upcoming events on the Parallax site. It's on it's, lectures, uh, no? Free lectures. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's under the lectures section in the Parallax, right. uh, on the Parallax site. And I'm going to send uh, an invite to everybody, you know, on our networks very soon. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a talk coming up next Wednesday with um, Timothy Vermoyen and Robin van Ecker about, you know, metamodernism and what it might say about the culture we're living in. Mm -hmm. No, because, you know, that's one, one of the questions that I will pose is something related to that. You know, I had this interview with, with, with this roundtable with Raoul Eschelmann, and he, mm -hmm. he said that he fears that the age of performatism already has ended, you know, that post-postmodern theory and that his theory doesn't apply anymore. And so what I will ask Timothy Vermoyen is, you know, if metamodernism has already ended because my, you know, because metamodernism always was for me somewhat hopeful, mm -hmm. you know, a hopeful project. But if I look into the world right now, how it is, you know, there's nothing hopeful for me there. You know, mm -hmm. you have you know, the COVID mania and the distrust in, in media and politics. And then you have the woke craze. You just mentioned, you know, before the talk, Jordan Peterson and the craziness, oh, mean... that's, craziness that's going on in the universities. And it's like, then we have climate change and all of that, you know, that doesn't make me very hopeful, really. Hmm. And, you know, and, and maybe, well, maybe... So metamodernism was trying to reintroduce a, a kind of developmental model to say we're going somewhere, you know, with the culture. Like yeah, well, we that are, was the Daniel Gertz. There's, there's, a, there, there's a linear, that's a linear kind of thing, whereas actually we're kind of regressing and going forward. And um, maybe the linear model of development is a little bit... Um, you know, is, is, is being criticized quite a bit with Nora Bateson and everybody else, right? Right. But we, you are talking about the, the uh, political, the, the Daniel Gertz version of metamodernism, you mm -hmm. know? Okay. And, and so, yeah, I completely agree with you there. But even the, the Vermoyen stuff, uh, you know, rests heavily on, on oscillation between previous stage and a kind of new hope let's say you know and a new mm -hmm. new pragmatic idealism and, and stuff like yeah. that but again at the same time i don't see a lot of hope you know quite the opposite you know well it's like, is hope is hope useful I, I don't know hope is sort of a for me for me i maybe because i've i've been brought up as 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 a buddhist and i've been a buddhist for the past 20 years we say that the, the demon of of hope <laughs> Right. The demon, the hope and fear are, are actually like, like demons. They're they're one two sides of the same coin. So you have all this hope for, you know, when Obama comes in, everybody has all this hope, you know. 
right. but that's 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 not a good place to to actually be because when you're when you're riding up the wave then the, you know the wave is going to come crashing down again right it's better to be in this even state where you watch the oscillations go back and forth and you don't get tricked by the the optimism and you don't get tricked by the denialism either right but to, to say it more banal, you know, would you trust anyone of media or government, you know, to take care of your children? To take care of my children? Yeah. Would you trust anybody? Would you invite any one of those people to your house and say, no, tonight I go to the theater. Please take care of my children. Just for three hours. Would you do that? Well, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't assume they're all pedophiles. I mean, I wouldn't. Like Evan that's, Schrodinger. That's kind of like. Evan Schrodinger I, you know, politicians a... are no better or worse than anybody else. I mean, they're probably worse than most people, but yeah. they're not. They're, I, I, that would depend on the politician. I, I wouldn't want to make a <laughs> a sweeping generalization, but I, I don't think all politicians are pedophiles. No, but you have maybe some that, of them are. But but you have heard that Evan Schrodinger apparently is a pedophile. I, I saw that, but I, but but you know, <laughs> I, I guess this is like calling somebody a Nazi or something. You know, it's like it's a, you know, if, unless you have actual absolute proof for. No, there's proof. There are letters. There are journal entries, and he was well. I know in, with with twelve year old girls and stuff like that. In the UK, you're allowed to have sex when you're 16, I believe. Yeah, that's Whereas in, that was quite old for him, I think. And and uh, <laughs> I was old for him. Okay, okay. Well, whatever. But in in the United States, it's 18. So I guess if you're younger than if you have sex with somebody who's 17, you're a pedophile in the United States if you're older than 18. But but if but you're fine if you're you're British and you have somebody and you're 50 and you have sex with somebody who's 16. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, by the way. Yeah, well, it's a it's a very complicated issue, you know, because like who who is really adult in that age, you know. Um, but yeah. yeah, but you know, we're verging off of 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 the initial point. So who would you trust? You know, it's like there's so much going on in our society right now. You know, mm. all that trans women are women. So, but nobody is even able to identify what a woman is. You know, it's 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 all messed up. It's all confusing and and yeah and and over the top. Well, maybe know? it's just because you can't make shit up. Like you can't make up gender. You can't invent gender. And people believe somehow that that they're they're sort of children in the playground and they can play with you know DNA and and everything else and and, and create a, a some some kind of a a thing. But but we're actually contingent on having bodies and right. You know. So no, we come up back, against yeah. this limitation. It's all backwards. You know, we want we invented the term woman for a class of people with some bone structures who have some muscle and 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 fat structures, you know, who have rep, a certain kind of reproductive uh, you know systems because we had the idea that you know all people that lived came from a woman, you know, and now to turn it all around and say, okay, we we can just apply this term to you know whatever i feel like that doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. well it's like um i guess in the bible they, they say that 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 it was created from the from adam's rib so it's created from a man right <laughs> reversing right. the whole thing yeah uh-huh yeah 
No, I don't know. No, again, are you very hopeful? And I mean, okay, so let's talk to the hopeful idiot, as Gurdjieff would say. I, I don't want to be hopeful. I, yeah, the hopeful idiot, exactly. <laughs> I, I think I think hope is is somewhat of an idiot. Uh, he's he's kind of a Gurdjieffian idiot, the person who hopes, right, um, for a better world and all that sort of sort of thing. Because I think the world is always sort of terrible, and it, and then it it has moments of sort of better and so it can get a lot worse and it can get a lot better but right but um but hope for for some kind of andrew you are too much world. zen tonight to, to, to uh, this morning i i just want to you know talk a little bit about the devastation about, politics? about the devastation of the current state we're in about the weirdness yeah, you know no, what I'm, i'm dead serious <laughs> I, i people people say things like Like, like uh, people say things about COVID, uh, like, like, okay, in these terrible trying times that we live in and, and stuff like that. And, and where there's no hope and, and, uh, and uh, whereas the times have always been terrible and trying and, and difficult, uh, you know, in every period. So, so, so uh, it, it, it's as if there was, there was this, this time where everything was very, very nice and, and perfect and people just got along and, Whereas that's not the human condition. That's not where we're at. And it never has been and it never right. will be. Right. All right. Mr. Zen. I, I came in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think practicing Zen is a good idea because you go and sit and face a white wall and look at your mind, you know, for, for days and, 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 and just watch your breath. That's a very intelligent thing to do. Right. Yes. In, in the face of, and, and trying to go and do all these other things you're probably just going to make more, more of a mess. <laughs> you know, didn't uh, the Buddhist teacher, the Vietnamese one just die? Did Thich Nhat Hanh die? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he, he died now. So. Uh, yeah. He was, he was kind of on death bed for the past 10 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had a stroke something. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, so Andrew, the, the vacation, the, 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 Vacant, there's a vacancy that you can apply for that. <laughs> no, I'm not holy enough. Are you think? No, Why no. Uh, yeah. What? Because I'm because because holiness is also a problem. You know, the, the Mahayana is 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 they're too into holiness. Right. You know, I'm more like a tantric pervert. Oh, oh, are you? Yes. Please, please elaborate. Well, in, in Tantra, you, 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 you don't, you know, try to get rid of your passion and anger and, and all of these negative emotions so that you can become pure and holy and escape samsara. You, um, you work with them to, 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 uh, you, you, those are actually your best friends. Right. Okay. Yeah. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's what we can work with. And the dark we triad. We have some material to work with. We have no, I think fuel. That's, that's also what is interesting for to women. If you have like these, I, I mean, like in, it's called actually the dark triad also, no, in personality psychology, you know, it's like. The, I've not heard that. What is the dark triad? No, no, you have like the big five, you know, uh, mm -hmm. from, so your openness and. Whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah and, really, and, so, and then you have like that. the dark triad and that is like narcissism. And like like the dark personality traits, and you need to you need to integrate them, uh, so they are kind of benevolent, and then you're kind mm -hmm. of interesting to women if you can handle, uh, you know, the, the that beast side of yourself, 
Right. You know, so right. it's, it's is that crazy. something to do with the executioner, the savior, and the um, the victim? Is that is that the triad you're talking about, or is no? That so else? you have no, no. So uh, let me just the dark triad uh, personality. So you have um, narcissism, uh, narcissism, Machiavelli Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So that's the three, uh -huh. the three. Narcissism aspects uh accompanying you know the the other five so which would traits. you consider yourself where do you fit in on that spectrum uh, tom where, where are you most talented are you are you more of a narcissist or a psychopath or, or what what is it um 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 i would say narcissism of course then mm -hmm. then you have let me just see what what the I don't know. I mean, like I, I like every unhealthy person. I, I, I would say that I have like a little bit of everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know every, no, no, everybody has. You know, the, the question is how much you have integrated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. not if you have it. I think that's the question because you always like even if you talk about the big five, you always have some kind of openness, you know, or some kind of extraversion. You know, you're never completely devoid of any of those aspects. And so you have, you know, regarding the dark triad, you have always the, the three aspects, but the question is how much and how much have you integrated it? You know? Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I would say the, the big five, it's, it's, it's kind of, there's a deterministic aspect to that because, you know, people are born with a certain amount of openness and it's very hard to change the, that. I think you can, you can change openness a little bit, Right. Um, but not that much. No. And, uh, and, um, and conscientiousness approves over time. Whereas, whereas extroversion, it's like either you're extroverted or you're not right. You can practice social skills, but that's still, you're still probably, if you're an introverted personality, you're creating a mask. You're, you're fundamentally introverted, Yeah. you know, and, and what are the other two neuroticism and agreeableness? If you're agreeable, you have to learn to be disagreeable because you're just going to be food for sociopaths. Right. So, uh, so I think, yeah, I think there's there's a way in which you're you're stuck with you, um, and uh, and the, the fact of integrating that, I think, is more like finding the niche, right, or where your personality type fits in. Like if you're a, neuro a neurotic person, you don't want to be with a lot of people all the time. You need time for yourself and you probably need to do a lot of sports so you don't get depressed. And right. anyway, yeah. So it's, it's like finding a niche for who you are rather than actually, you know, becoming much more open or, or becoming less. Yeah. Well, as far as I understand it, it's like that it's, it's because it's not only a, a psychological trait, but because it's connected to our, you know, hormonal settings and mm. you can trace certain personality traits to certain levels of, you know, uh, 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 like chemistry, body chemistry. Sure. And so it's like, so it's what you said. It's like, we are like fixed personalities with a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. We got a bit of wiggle room. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, you but know, but in terms of integration, yeah, I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if the big five apply to that so much. Is, I think it's just sort of finding your niche or cultivating. No, what but you're it's good what you at. said. If you integrate it, you are aware where you stand on the introvert extrovert yeah. scale, and um, and then you can try to 
wiggle a little bit you know you can yeah. try to be more, more extroverted or you know better you know when to enter which kind of social situation you know yeah. well if you're an angry person for example you know a lot yeah, of but I anger think... is not a personality trait no but 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 these are things that you can transform because anger is is a powerful energy which yeah. can be transformed and usually in, uh, it, it, it transformed into very clear thinking. So that's why all these philosophers are so angry because the intellect is, is related to anger, right. um, you know, in the Buddhist system anyway, but, you know, uh, uh, the, the, so, so intellect transforms into anger or let's say um, ignorance transforms into spaciousness. All right. Or envy transforms into sort of you know being very efficient and getting things done. And there's a there's a transformational yeah, well, no, I mean, aspect to the to the yeah to the maybe emotions. maybe envy transforms into how do you pronounce this Machiavellianism? You know because that yeah. one is manipulative, self-interested, and domineering. And so if yeah. you if you if you if you have lots of envy, you know, um, so you you try to manipulate. That's that would be the you try to manipulate and right. So maybe there's a transformative energy in that. Yeah. Is it if you use that for let's say a positive end, you would you, you would that would be sort of um hypervigilance, getting shit done, kind of right. being in movement all the time. Yeah. No, yeah, but I, I don't think basically if 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 you're in like in a certain setting, you can't change those things. You can you can get uh, you know reach some self-knowledge and find a niche where you where you apply it. You know that's what yeah. it is, and I think that's the same for the for the for the dark triad, basically. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's a good point because people today, I think they believe they can change everything about themselves, or they they have this idea that they're tabula rasa and they can just invent themselves. But but it's actually more powerful to look at our constraints, right? Um, to look at to look at what our limits are, and and that that's that's more powerful than than uh, just saying, okay, you know, I can invent myself and I can be whatever I want to be and this kind of American yeah. mentality. Yeah, so one of, I, I, you know, it's like the difference between superficiality and depth, you know, so you have, you know, one of my ex-girlfriends was a tattoo artist, a really good one, actually. And so, you know, we were talking a lot about, you know, this urge some people have to change them. You know, and so they, they already have like 80, 90% of their body like covered with tattoo. But every two months, they have like this immense urge, like because at some point in their history, like a switch turned over you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and they have to do another one. And they have, but it's like they can't change that deep structure, but because it's all appearing on the, on the, on, on the, on, on the surface, you know, they seem to think that they can change, but they are actually not changing. They're just, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's like this, this deep urge to just have another tattoo, another body modification. And, yeah. and you do it's like if you're a billionaire or something and you, you already have 10 billion um, uh, euros and then, then you decide you need to earn another 50 billion. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, but you don't decide. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, you don't decide it's compulsion, you know, because there's this powerful right. compulsion uh, that that is unstoppable. Right, vectoral movement of neurosis is powerful, right? Right. It's, that's why we're so crazy. I mean, we're not crazy. Well, 
No, I, I, I'm just I'm taking a, I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little bit crazy. I don't know about you. I mean, I, 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 I could become much more or less crazy. I'm not extremely crazy, but I, right. I think in general, most human beings are sort of crazy. I mean, like they, it's like they're crazy in the sense that they, you know, this is what the. This is what a, a, an enlightened, I'm being Zen again, but a, a Zen teacher says most people kind of think they're Napoleon, like they're that crazy. I mean, that's the, that's the norm. Right. No, we all tilt it. And the older we get, the more tilt we, we get. You know, it's, it's like, it's everything about our existence is weird. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and, and we're not making it better. Yeah. Yeah, and we're trying to make it better on, on in, a, in a in a two dimensional universe <laughs> rather than a three dimensional universe. So so we're using all the wrong axioms to try to make it you know move forward. Yeah, but that that was my initial point. You know, nobody is normal. We have lost some form of common sense about the world. Yeah, you know, and and we're we're just like, do we ever have it? Were, were people ever normal? It's like. What is a human being? Not normal, that's for sure. Yeah, I think maybe there's an idea, you know, we are striving to and, and we are oscillating towards it. We're transcendental. Our, our, our purpose is transcendence. Our purpose is not to be ourselves because our, ourselves is a problematic state. Yeah, but the well-rounded personality is one step to that. You know, sure. Okay. So, sure. And so for, for and enough. well, maybe not, because maybe the well-rounded personality is too well-rounded so that he, he's not interested in transcendence. Maybe the person who's a little bit off has more of a chance because he's interested in transcendence because he understands suffering. You yeah. could be too, you could yes. be too well-rounded. You could be too, uh, you, you could have everything, you could be in the God realm. You could have everything going too well for you. And then you don't transcend yourself because, because everything is too, 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 um, too easy. Yeah, I think that's complicated, you know, to put into two sentences because I think we're talking about different things. You know, I think I perfectly agree that, you know, uh, you, that, that you can reach a, a, a certain kind of transcendence in meditation or in certain practices. But it's hard to do that while, you know, paying your bills, you know, or being confronted with mask mandates, like when you're in the thick of it. I think it's even, it, 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 it's, 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 I think it's, it's, it's more, I disagree full, completely. I think we have much more of a chance to do it in, 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 when that's going on, because then we're not, then we're, we're not caught in, in the um, banal normality, of, of, you know, because things are a little crazy. It's the perfect time to be interested in transcendence. Because if there isn't a crisis, then we're not going to be interested in transcendence. Yeah. Yes, but... But trans, what do you mean with transcendence? I mean, be going beyond this condition of, of that we're in. So, okay, so just on the linguistic level, if you're beyond, how do you want to pay your bill? It makes no difference uh, whether you're, you know, uh, that, that's that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, paying your bills and that's just okay. I agree with you that when you're becoming well-adjusted as a human being is a good idea. Freud knew that, and 
and um but but that that's that's just becoming an an ordinary human being and and that's 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 obvious i don't know what i mean is you have to you you have certain practices and you know you you know those practices and yeah. uh, we, uh, with some uh, time you can elevate your your state of mind in in while doing those practices to some sublime sublime insight into you know the cosmos mm -hmm. or your your psyche or how everything works and you can disconnect and you you, you can you know in best case scenario some form of you know, reach some form of enlightenment whatever that means you know yeah. but you're so far out in that kind of state be it through tantra be it through meditation be it through whatever or just drugs that you know you have to kind of uh, integrate that novelty that you reached and that you created into life and that is a process but and, and then the well in my understanding the well-rounded personality is if if this is a fluid process but you know if if you can't go beyond if your child fell from the stairs and it has a bleeding head wound you know so you have to act right and mm -hmm. then the spiritual insight that you had say like an hour before that doesn't really matter that much because you have to drive to the fucking hospital right and so that's that's what i mean and the way to see that to integrate all of that that i that's what i mean with an integrated and a well-rounded personality that you're not you know what i'm saying you mean you're not just completely spaced out well i mean but i don't think if if you're doing proper spiritual practice that it leads to being completely spaced out and dissociated and and, and insane but I, I i do think that I don't, but I also don't think that circumstance make as much difference as we think, as we think it, it does, that it's circumstances are almost, um, you know, my, my friend David Smith would say irrelevant. Like he, he, he went on retreat in, in, um, you know, in Brooklyn, New York, in the busiest section of Brooklyn, New York, and did a silent retreat for, for three years in the, right. you know, in the busiest, most chaotic during 9-11 <laughs> so you know uh so i was I, I was you know he said and i said well you know why did you go to a mountain or 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 why didn't you you know he said because the circumstances are, are irrelevant um right no no i get that mm, i completely agree mm. so so um so so and also maybe but but the other point i wanted to make is that probably right now because we're in this in-between world paradigm shift chaotic space where nobody knows what any of the institutions mean anymore and um and uh uh things seem to be somewhat falling apart that that's a really good time to be interested in, in transcendence and to do these things to do these inner practices whereas if if we're in like the 60s and everything was kind of exciting and there's lots of sex out there. <laughs> no, no, we already covered it. That didn't happen. There were what? like some pockets in San Francisco where that happened, but other pockets in the United States were at war with, with itself. You know? Sure, but there was lots of perhaps interesting things going on in the culture, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Whereas today, there's, I, I don't know if there's, what's going on in the culture is not very interesting. What's going on here is interesting in other places, but what's going on in the culture is, is pretty banal it would seem to me right right and that's a good time because 
It's like the fall of the Roman Empire or 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 the or during the Black Plague and and you know all kinds of interesting, at least from the spiritual angle, interesting spiritual movements developed in in those times. Yeah, well, and, you know, you have uh, in, in in the classical Bildungs teachings, you have, you know, always the idea of via activa and via passiva. You know, you always have this time. It's, it's always a choice that you can make if you if you go and, and try to, you know, go a path of enlightenment or meditation or contemplation or reflection or whatever. And you have a time where you go into the world and and. You you yes. you are in the thick of it, and 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 you actually be are becoming an agent of change. Let's use this, you know, ugly mm-hmm. word. Um, instead of just you know dis- disconnecting and finding transcendence, and so the the question is, of course, like when do you do what? You know, when when do you go uh, once more into the breaches? You know, well, well maybe you maybe you do both simultaneously, like. Like if you, if you can if you can do that like if you're at, what what is the like Krishna and Arjuna like he goes into the battle right right um, and that's that's the active but 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 um, but he's grounded in the yeah but that's um, my whole point you can't do both emptiness. at the same time not really. Hmm. But you can you can like find the silence in the noise, which would already be a, con- a, con- a, a, a medita- meditative stance. Or or you can you can be pretty noisy when you're in silence as well. Yeah, but the meditative sense is meditation in action. That's like there's two and in the Buddhist tradition there's two parts of meditation. There's shamatha vipassana and shamatha is, is the is the open receptivity and and uh, and clear state and then vipassana is the cutting active um luminous state and and those it's, it's the unification of those two things right. not 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 being attached to emptiness or being attached to to action which 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 uh which it, which is when you're in the the real right yeah but that's sorry be- to be so buddhist today i i no, no, no. It's it's fantastic because, but this would be a differentiation in the via passiva. You know that, you know, it's like when you have like this yin yang symbol and you zoom in on the mm. yang, and then you have like within the yang, you have like again those two symbols, you know, f- fractally, you know, re- reproducing themselves. And so yeah. you have like, of course, if you choose the via passiva, there will always be meditations that are more like passive in itself and active in itself. But it's still the via passiva. You know what I'm saying? That's what you just said. Um, you mean you could choose to uh, to, to yeah to do meditation and contemplation instead of yeah, well becoming... you have it also in Hinduism. I, I think, think you could I think you could I think you could have a meditative state while you were doing anything. Um, it wouldn't matter what you do. Again, I, I think it, it just it wouldn't matter if you were the type if you were an introverted type, then that's what you would do. And then if you were an extroverted type. And that's what you would do, but you could still keep that contemplative spirit in, in whether you're in the... In the okay, then let me the make me the, the advocatus diaboli. Imagine you're being, you know, in a form of French Revolution. There were a couple of ones. I just saw a photo of the, you know, of 1856, you know, when French, the, the, the Paris had all the barricades. And, and so imagine, you're, okay, you have to fight, you know, you actually do have to fight 
you know you yeah so so go ahead with your meditative state then if you have to uh you know barricade your house and and shoot out of the window let me exaggerate a little bit but the point here is well like, that's when it matters the most probably the meditative state because then you can act you know uh with much more clarity if you're grounded in the meditative state i think i i think <clears throat> Okay, so what do you mean with a meditative state then? It would, it would, it would be, it would be when, when, it would be the unification of vipassana and shamatha, the unification of, 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 of space and, and 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 luminosity, or the unification of, 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 of these two things. You know, in, in meditation in action. All right. Okay, so, so you don't you do, so so that you're not just being swallowed up by 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 experience. You're actually like when you do when you do, for example, self remembrance meditation. You, you're you're aware of yourself and the, the environment. You practice being aware. Like as we're talking right now, I get absorbed in the conversation and I forget that. But the practice is to come back to that and remember that you know this and remember that here. Um, whereas usually we we just get swallowed up by the experience. But a really good meditator would be would be able to to keep that sense of presence, you know, in every moment, no matter what was happening. So these circumstances would be irrelevant. It could be in the middle of uh, you know a revolution, or it could be uh, like Gurdjieff was kind of, you know, he he would he Gurdjieff, for example, would try to would he would try to keep his his self awareness. Um, he was try try to keep self awareness while he was having a car accident and while he was going to hospital and while he was going through death. <laughs> you know that's not passive meditation no but you know as far as i understand you're still talking about via passiva let me, let, so. let me explain what i mean with via via like a like, like a spiritual way of approaching via activa you know that would be for me something like the holy will you know something that is something that is you know sacredness in flow where you are acting out some in internal integration, but you're like fully embodied in the world, but you're still acting. You're fully on the via activa side. You're not in reflection of, you know, the state where you're, everything that happens passes me by like a cloud. No, 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 no. You've got, you're, you're right in the middle of the battle with your sword, like the samurais, right? Um, I, I can't remember the Zen swordman and the sword never, never stops moving. <laughs> Right. Yes. So, but this is this is not a necessarily not a. It's by definition via passive via activa. You know? I, I think. I think. I think. Let's say we could say that there's provisional in the provisional world. Yes, there's activa viva, but in, in but in the uh, in the ultimate, the, the, then there's a non-duality between the two. Are we maybe can we see it that way? Does that make sense? No, we're talking about yin and yang. Is there is that non-duality? No, it's like the symbol exists for a reason, doesn't it? You know, to highlight the more masculine and the more feminine approach to life. Let's say. No, it's non-dual because 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 it's 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 not um, it's not uh, um, you can't say that it's uh, it's 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 a uh, you can't say it's a one mass. 
like you can't say it's a monad, but you can also can't say that they're separate at the same time. So it's no, not I get one what you're saying. Two, yes, non, but the idea, yeah, but that's that's the idea of the yin yang symbol that uh, that that it's multi layered. So you have you have a duality which is a multitude, which is a monad, mm -hmm. and all, all of that at the same time, which is which is you know a, a whole on which is interesting. Yeah, you know, and so okay, um, what, what what was I about to say? And so you say I'm still in the via passiva when I when I'm I'm, I'm talking about all these things, um, and uh, I don't really get that because I don't get the difference between let's say I don't see meditation as a form of passivity for one thing, uh, and I don't, I, and nor do I you know it's it's neither passivity nor activity it's just just action and, and just being and just. No, I'm not. First, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about a general conception of what spirituality is. And if you approach, like as it is done in our culture, spirituality or certain states of meditation, as okay, I take, um, I take, you know, I, I take a, con a, com a contemplation stance and let everything that happens like pass over me like clouds, and I'm not attached to them. They will move away, and then there's mm -hmm. this eternal thing. So this is like the basic narrative of lots of let's say spirituality which is out there but i would argue that yeah but that's wrong um exactly so so um because i mean it's not wrong in itself it's just not complete because it would be incomplete on the, it's not on the on the via it's it's firmly on the via passiva side on spirituality but you also have the via activa side of i agree and with that, that and yeah. that would be the moving thought that you mentioned it's like you always you know of course you integrate the via passiva in some sense because even in the yin yang symbol you have the white and the black and the black and the white so you integrate it but you're firmly in interaction and you found the sacredness mm -hmm. of it and that's what yeah. i mean and yeah. that 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 aspect of spirituality is not well defined in our conceptions of spirituality mm -hmm. right now yeah you know well, that, that that's that would what be I meant like with holy the holy you know, sacred will from right? the buddhist perspective that would be the limitation of sutra because the ultimate realization of sutra is emptiness the non-substantiality of things, right? And uh, and 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 if you just stop there, you become attached to emptiness, right? Uh, and that's that's a problem. <laughs> that's not that you're not. That's a problem because 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 there's the passive, as you say, and the active, or the empty and in, in the the view of the Vajrayana is the empty and the luminous, and the luminous right. is this penetrating, active, um, uh, force. Um, with within the emptiness right and so so there's this dynamic interplay between both rather than you know uh escaping from reality into uh nirvana yeah um or or just being detached or 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 trying to like it, it like we talked about passion aggression and ignorance trying to for example deny or repress or get rid of your passion aggression and ignorance um, or your personality, or, or whatever happens happens to be through sort of renunciation, right? And uh, going off into a cave, or just you know, I mean, whatever. The, when the culture talks about in in general culture, the way the general culture talks about meditation and being Zen and all that, that that to me doesn't even get to the sutra. Or the that's, that's just right. bullshit. <laughs> you know, uh, that's not real. Right. 
that has no real gravity to it, spiritual gravity to it, but. Right. Am okay. I making sense or no, does, no, it, no, no. does your, does, does your, does that via activa and via uh, passiva, does that make sense within the. Yeah, no, uh, completely. Just yeah, 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 yeah. No, it just, yeah, no, completely. So, so, but, you know, so, but, the, so the question re re remains, you know, coming back to the, to the start, it's like, okay, so we, we have two ways, you know, so how can we reestablish some uh, form of common sense in our society? I mean, you know what I mean? It's Common sense in our society. Yeah, I don't have much hope for that. I'm, I, as, as you said at the beginning, I, I, <laughs> common sense in our society, where I don't see any happening at the moment, like less than zero. Uh, yeah. Um, but 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 probably probably the answer is is in, in, in this you know in my smaller communities of people who are intelligent doing intelligent things. Right. Rather than having any faith in the um, the structures that are in operation at this mo at this point, I mean, probably I don't know. Maybe that sounds. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like they're just collapsing and let them let them collapse. Which maybe that's an accelerationist view, which is could be a cop out. I don't know. No, but the problem with this view is that you know it's you know. There's so many people who see a war coming, you know, yeah. and and because the war is always, you know, the great, you know, equalizer, you know, and only through war we're getting back to some form of common sense. That's the problem of all of this, you know, because if it's too, if if the you know diversification of micro narratives and opinions and you know the the loss of common sense, if that goes into overdrive. You know, the only way mm. we can back to common sense and, and family values and and community, I wanted I wanted to say, and, mm -hmm. and you know, some sense of reality that's, uh, historically speaking, that always was war, you know. And so the problem is that when we say, oh, let's let, let, let this happen, you know, I, I don't see a very bright future. That's that's the yeah. issue that I had last well, week. Well, maybe, I mean, we bring, I bring back Gerard here. Because Gerard would say that one of the reasons for rivalry, for war, right, is, is proximity. So if you're very close to somebody, you're more likely to be rivalrous with right. them. So that's the Cain and Abel story. Yeah. Um, but today in, in our culture, everybody is, is very intimate and close to each other. So everybody is in this potential explosive relationship of rivalry. Um, because there are because the, the boundaries of have collapsed, you know the boundaries between nations, the boundaries in families, the boundaries, traditional boundaries of all sort of they've they've they're there but they're sort of collapsed. They've collapsed or they're collapsing or yeah. So so this may, makes us all really in close proximity to each other. And um, and does this mean that that um, a war of all against all is inevitable? Or does it mean that actually, because the boundaries are collapsed, because we're in such proximity, war is sort of impossible? Because any conf, conf, you know conflagration of war at, the, at this particular time is too existentially deadly. So, so, um, so that's that's my question: Is this proximity that we have with each other 
is that is that is that going to lead to war because we don't have these structures anymore that that that's you know these tribal boundaries that protect us um like there's something going on in sweden right now in ukraine is that going to become or you know because there's still a big tribalism and we still have these tribalist instincts within us so right so what do you think about that like no mind i i mean like if you just zoom in on on covid you see that there's all, also already like a like there are two camps that are really hostile with each other and then mm -hmm. on the other side if you look at it more globally um you have like people like you know the stanford internet observatory scientist like rene de resta she appeared in that social dilemma uh movie mm -hmm. and 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 she she and a lot of other people think we're already in world war three it's an information war it's a it's it's not a you know it's a virtual war yeah yeah no but it's not it's not the demarcation lines are not like verdun or you know france germany or whatever it's like the 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 the, the lines are in you know created by and through the internet you know through yeah. narratives and and it's not a hot war uh like 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 the second world war that it's a cold war, cold war in that sense you know mm -hmm. a brooding a brooding war and and so and and i don't know how far that can translate into an actual war you the know? cold war will become a hot war yeah yeah and so it's like you you see what happens with the U ukraine right now and the U soviet union and, and all of that it's i don't know what happens you know it just i don't know what to make of all of this that's what no, I'm saying. i i don't know either and i don't have i don't have any like you know, we're heading towards our Armageddon feeling either, uh, you know, so, I mean, if you, if you, if you kind of, if you looked at it, you know, in a very analytical way and you just say, looked at the data and, which I think people like Jordan Hall and Daniel Schmeckenberger, and they look at all these things and they say, oh, okay, we're in trouble, like existentially uh, right. in, in 50 different ways or 125 or different ways. And that is very unlikely that the human race will survive. But I'm not sure about that either, because 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 I think that we also have this incredible sort of adaptability to circumstance, and um, and maybe what is dying is not the world, but just our current paradigm. Right. And then another another paradigm will arise with its own complications. And difficulties and problems but human beings will be in the same situation as they were before in many ways just with different you know problematics right and and you know there could be a could be wars but you know i don't know but like um throwing hydrogen bombs at each other or You know, whether we'll start to do that. We just or... have to rely on our outstanding ability to outfuck every problem that we created, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> create a problem and then and then and then fornicate, you know, and then that's so, that's, so you that's think, basically you think, our way of dealing with problems. <laughs> you think fornication is the answer, Tom? Yeah, of course I think. You, you think know, fornication, so yeah, just you know. Just, just we need to fornicate just, more. Yeah, show me some breasts, and I don't need to go to the therapist. You know, that's 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 what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't you agree? Like, um, 
Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Forget the therapist. <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, have your war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but I, I seriously think that like plague and war and sickness, we we all the time outfuck that, you know. You have to imagine how it was like after World War One. You know, the population was already decimated. You know, lots of people died. And then the Spanish flu hit and only killed young men. That's so crazy, you know. I'm exaggerating, of course, a little bit. But, mm. you know, th that was the gist of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you see that in the population curve. There was like... 1918, 1920, there was a huge bump in, in, in the drop, you know, in the, in the, in the population. And so we keep, we keep but, plowing ahead. Yeah, well, I wonder, that that's an we interesting kept, point, because like, okay, if, if all these men, see, all these men are not going to war anymore, what are they going to do with their libido? Right. <laughs> Hopefully they won't, they'll do something more constructive than war, but... I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're doing crazy things. Like, I don't know. Because like becoming, the energy becoming has women, be... like becoming women. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like surgery and things like that. Right. Yeah. That's the way out. We just all have to become more womanly. <laughs> all right. Andrew, I, I mean, we... that is kind of like the cultural narrative in many ways. Um. That we all have to become soft and compassionate and, and you know. Um, yeah, men have to become women and women have to become assertive and men, you know, so that's... Right, 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 right. So, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not, I, I'm not a, a bigot here and everybody can do as they please, you know, but... Oh, thing, no, yeah. So, but, but the point is, you know, that, you know, Douglas Murray, this, this far-right thinker, he's far-right, mm -hmm. isn't he? He's not that far right, is no? he? He's pretty. He's pretty a reasonable right person, right? I wouldn't. He doesn't he? feel like he. Douglas Murray doesn't. Doesn't he have some extremist views on 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 Islam and and I don't know. I think he's he's sort of a basic conservative. I don't right. call him a far rightist. No, but he I, had the idea. Oh, he. I, I saw an interview with him where he talked about you know the downfall of civilizations. You know, and that that mm -hmm. always occurred. And uh, in a company, to you know, the you talked about you know when we uh, uh, um, when we lost when we lose boundaries. Yeah. You know, and so it's like when when we start to say trans women are women and let them say compete in sports with women. You know, and so and then they have like a swimming race, and they the trans women win like by thirty seconds because they have like this uh, complete different bone and muscle structure. You know, but if yeah. we were to say, you know, okay, if we are to say, when we are saying trans women are women, we're, we're losing all the boundaries and, and we are ob obsessed with gender. And Douglas Murray said, okay, if you look at the downfall of civilizations, you know, all, that always happened, you know, at the last stage uh, of their civilization. And so he, he refers so, so yeah, civil, so gender kind of like gender roles collapse. No, no, everything along collapsed. with everything, like not just all, 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 all the roles collapsed. I mean, so we, don't, he, we don't even have, exactly. have to focus on that. 
it's just it's just so so all the all the, the boundaries and roles of everything right and so apart. he actually i remember now and so he is actually quoting a historian and i i i don't remember the name of the historian but the, this historian has the idea that every empire has like a life circle right like everything else like you me mm -hmm. every tree everything has a life circle sure and the 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 uh, medium age of a uh, empire of a is like 350 400 years before it collapses and mm -hmm. so in this time period in this lifespan every uh, empire goes through four or five different or six stages you know yeah. and the last stage of every empire that is decadence is decadence and the erosion of boundaries And so, and because of that, every dying empire is obsessed with things like gender or hermaphrodites or whatever, you know. And so, that's that's uh, that's what is happening in in the in the in the view of this. Yeah, this it makes sense. And I, you know, I would add that that's a great time to, to live in because 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 then you have then you have then you're not so. It's a great and a terrible time. I think I think it's the best and the worst of times, sort of right. thing. That's I think Gerard is right when he says that that, that it's it, we're living in the best and the worst of times. Well, that it was also Charles Dickens, wasn't it? Charles Two Cities. Okay, that's what it was. Charles Dick. Well, maybe people always think that in a way when they, but 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 really in these times, they're extraordinarily, you know, full of potential. Yeah. Like there's extraordinary potential in these times, and and that goes along with collapse and and uh, collapse of boundaries and, um, well, and right. mass conformity and you know all the ugly aspects of our culture that's happening today. There's also this incredible potential to rediscover. Um, I would say I would say I, I would call it transcendence. Right. I, I think I I think that it's. I think that we're reaching a kind of where we have to find the renaissance of actual, you know, we talk about spirituality, but the word spirituality is a little weak. Yeah. Actual religion or actual, it has to rediscover itself. Um, and that's very interesting because it's not going to be what it was before. Right. Um, in terms of form and in terms of, so you have to like, you have to lose the whole thing before it can be resurrected well um, let's end on this positive note i had some bleak depressed uh days so that might have colored my perspective on all this but um let's end on this positive note that out of this chaos might emerge something it's a fantastic time yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah some quick breasts Big breasts. And there's lots. There's so many big breasts out there. You, you just. Why would you ever be depressed? <laughs> there's no excuse for being depressed. All right, Andrew. <laughs>